You're watching Meet the Movie Press. Today we're going to be talking about the possibility of The Rock as the Wolfman, the giant cast of Spider-Man Homecoming, a bunch of hot rumors, and new releases such as The Shallows and Independence Day Resurgence. Tune in. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. Good morning, everybody. And uh, and Simon Thompson, my, my pal. Eventually. <laughs> my so name is sorry. Jeff Snyder. I am host of Meet the Movie Press. Hello there, Jeff. Welcome With, back. I am back. Simon, you, you were great the, the past two weeks. Thank Introduce you. yourself. Uh, hello. My <laughs> name is Simon Thompson. It's like being the new boy in school. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Showbiz Simon, uh, on Instagram at Showbiz Simon, and on Facebook at This Is Simon Thompson. Boom. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're starting a little late today. Uh, you had a late night. Um... I, I did. I stayed up last night um, watching the results of the EU referendum. This is really boring for people who don't live in the UK. But it's important. It's, it's, it's basically important because it's kind of like Britain did itself up the bumhole last night by leaving Europe. Pretty crazy stuff. Just insane. Just, I, I'm very, very disappointed well, in the UK right now. Go to the naughty corner, UK, because yeah. you're, not, you're not a good child. Speaking of the naughty corner, we both yeah. took the time last night to... We're going to talk about some new Jesus. releases first before yeah, we get we to did. the rumors and the news and all that good stuff. Yes. Uh, but yeah. Uh, hey, has The Rock been cast in any films recently? <laughs> I, I Actually, uh, there were two rock announcements this week, so uh, uh, he's keeping were. it going. Yeah. But um, okay, so I'm, I'm sorry to hear about about your beloved country. Yeah, I'm sorry, and, and, the, and the Brexit, if you will. Like a we all wa- child. I watched my John Oliver, so I know a little bit about what was going yeah. on there. Um, surprising, uh, but I'm yeah, not going home by the way. Not as this is my home now. <laughs> Don't don't vote for Trump. There is no home. Don't now. vote for Trump because then I have nowhere to go. Uh, so, but the only thing you know, crazier or yeah. maybe not quite as crazy, but just as silly, um, Independence Day resurgence. We both saw it we last both night. Saw it last sort night. of, not together. Sort of. Um, so, I felt so you were there in spirit. What did What did you think? Uh, well, I saw it, <laughs> and I paid to see it. Yeah, I bet I paid more. Uh, I paid fourteen dollars eighty five cents. Twenty two dollars. What the? Where the hell did you see it? I'm gonna get to that. But okay, <laughs> okay. So bloody, I saw, I saw it last Smith's night. House. I, exactly. You have to pay uh, yeah, admission no, to go to Will's. Um, uh, did they mention he was dead I, enough times? Seriously. <laughs> okay. Your father was a great man. <laughs> He's dead. Um, He's dead. I saw it as the third film of a of a triple header last night. Wow, I got I got shit, really ambitious. I wanted to be prepared for today's show. <laughs> Alas, I'm old. Uh, and around 1 a.m., I saw an 11.30 show at AMC Century City, and it was the Dolby Theater, like okay. with the Dolby Atmos. So it was, you're paying $22 for a recliner seat and the sound. Wow. Now, when you're in a recliner kind of seat, when you're in a recliner seat, though, at 1 in the morning. Yeah, you want to have a sleep. Easy to fall asleep. Yeah. And I started to drift off, and it was just like, after 75 minutes, I'm like, there's another hour left. I got to get out of here. Did this you miss the best so bit of the film, though? Did you miss the best bit? What was the best the bit? The end. Too? Yeah. <laughs> I did. I missed okay, the end. Okay, fine. Yeah. I tapped out around the time that the giant white sphere came out of the ship. And Hello, then, I'm a white right, sphere. Then I'm the enemy of the talking. aliens. I'm like, you're a space bollock. And then Jeff Goldblum shows up, and he's like, our plan is to put this, hide this... <laughs> sphere in something else and at that point i was like you know what yeah goodbye fuck that shit i'm out yeah yeah no um okay so independence day yeah. i love should we just i do this? We just yeah, do this no, now dive in let's do it um independence day i love that was 20 years ago um it 
a part of the love of Independence Day is the fact they use models to blow mm-hmm. shit up to make stuff feel real. Right here, it is so G- CGI. Oh my god! You could literally be in the aisle at fucking Ralph's. <laughs> it wouldn't matter. You could be where you could be taking a shit. That's where Liam and they'll just they'll just mat it in. Was taking a they'll shit. just put it in behind you, and it does matter. It was not a terrible film. It just was not a good film. Everything was on fire, all and the it time. was like laid on with trousers, and it's like, oh, there's an alien. It felt and it's like, like Star Wars. It felt like it was just. Nothing. I'll tell you what, though. If you need to save the planet, just shave Bill Pullman, because Dude. if you if he has a beard, he's wacky as fuck. That's the other if thing. If you shave him. He's Copus Mentes, and he's flying a plane, and he's saving the Earth. It's one in the morning. I mean, normally I'm watching nonsense like X-Men Apocalypse or Batman vs. Superman. Usually watching And, and like, those are, like, I'm just saying, you know, yeah. blockbuster movies, and those have pretty good cast for mm. the most part. You want to see Oscar Isaac. You want to see Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. This movie, I'm like, what am I really watching here? I'm watching Bill Pullman, Judd Hirsch, and Jeff Goldblum. Who had nothing else to do. To hang out with Liam Hemsworth. Why it's would like, you do that? I, eject. Yeah. Eject the And the also pilot, a bunch of pilot. kids in a school bus. Now, I'm not being funny, but if I saw an old man... I don't even think I saw that part. If I saw an old man traveling through the desert with a bus full of school kids... Oh, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd probably call the fucking cops. Who are all those kids? And, like, they Joey just like King? To, oh, my parents have died. <laughs> oh, I'm too sad. Hang on, hang on. You just picked up an old man who was on a roof, passed out, and now he's driving your bus. Hang it's, on, you found some more kids wait, at a gas station. Yeah, get on. Brett. I'm like, no. <laughs> It looks like the Pedo Express. Brent Spiner was fun in the first movie when he shows up for, you know, what 10, was the deal with his whatever. He's like a lead in a summer blockbuster. But what, was, was, but like, what was the deal with his male friend? I mean, that's a nice little uh, choice that, that Roland Emmerich made. Um, yeah, it is. But I wasn't, I wasn't aware of that. No, in the first film. Hang on. Make nowhere. him gay. And it's like. There's a there's a really tender moment it was so goofy at the end. Where he's like, I got something to say to you. A spoiler, by the way. Sorry. Um, and he goes, that, that was meant to be a sweater. And I'm like, I didn't realize he was wearing a wool thing around his neck. And Guys, I'm like, se- seventy five yeah. minutes. I was out. Yeah. There's no need to see this. That movie. was that was, was a, that was for me was a three p movie. I went out for three p's. I you know I probably would have stayed for the whole thing if it was like a se- if I started at seven o'clock seven thirty like didn't, a normal press I, I screen, but eight. I wasn't invited. I couldn't uh, wait to get back to the bar. To be the, honest with you, The Shallows. Would you yes. think of that? That was probably the best movie I saw I, yesterday. Although, oh, oh The Shallows, I <laughs> love that. I had a lot of. Did you see my tweets yesterday? No, I had a lot of trolling. Okay. From that, uh, let me. I'll, I'll just pull up some. Uh, pull, pull up some. Up. Uh, my in the favorite. Meantime, I'll talk about. I it. reviewed the film for IGN, um, and uh, IGN, being uh, as much as I love it, they have um, some diehard fans. So here are some of the trolling comments that I got. Uh, wonder how much IGN paid for this glowing review. <laughs> Uh, I gave it a 9 out of 10 because I really enjoyed the film. 9 out not... of 10 for the shallows. 9, nine out, of out of 10. 9 out of 10. Jesus uh, here's Christ. another random one. Uh, wonder if this was a purchase review. I don't think they have the budget to purchase review. It's probably just a good movie. Yes, indeed it was. Uh, and someone asked, um, who is Simon Thompson and what are his hobbies? Which I thought was a really weird trolling comment. It's like, well, <laughs> drinking beer and masturbating. He's a but surfer. I don't... Uh, yeah, but someone else picked up and like, well, clearly this person who wrote the review does not surf. I used to surf as a kid when I was slim. Really? Yeah, I used to surf. I can totally so I, see you hanging ten. I did used to hang ten. Uh, with I had, <laughs> you, I had, you hung nine. I had long hair, <laughs> I'm afraid. Um, but yeah, so I was like, w- w- you know, uh, this was clearly not written by a surfer. I went, this isn't, this isn't Big Wednesday. <laughs> this is, this is the shallow. Someone else got really upset that I, I said that it was, it was 
uh, more brutal than Jaws. I compared, um, said that Jaws, um, compared to this, was a tea party. It was pretty brutal. And it's, it's PG-13, right? Yeah. It's pretty fucking I was really surprised. I did not realize that. Did you like Blake? I thought Blake was good. I thought she was great. I, I, previously, I've not been a big fan of Blake. I thought she was kind of wallpaper. Yeah, me too. Um, but she really owned it. Uh, she looks fit. There's a couple of scenes, again, this is something I got picked up in my review, where she's, for no apparent reason, slow-mo. And I'm like, well, that's just clearly fodder for the wang bank. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the camera definitely leers over her. It's almost yeah. like it's a Michael Bay movie. But, I mean, points. it's difficult not um, to when she's pretty much wearing her, a bikini. No, it's not on her. She's just wearing a bikini most of the time. Um, I, I really loved it. Seriously. Her, her it, best it, work since the town. <clears throat> uh, yeah. That said, that ending, I did not care for the I, ending. Really? No. Ah. And she just, like, ducks out of the way as if it's like that easy to just elude a shark in shark the water. Shark would have totally killed her. And then you know what? I'm not going to spoil what happens, but yeah, the the ultimate fate of the shark I thought was not good. Yeah, I was a bit like, oh, okay. Um, I I was impressed by it. I was like, oh, that I didn't that need happened. her to kill. You know, I mean, I didn't need her to the shark to die. Essentially, I just want <clears> her to <throat> escape. That's all you're rooting for. But you know, you know what's going to happen. They're going to do a sequel, stroke prequel. Because early on in the film, this is not a spoiler, it is alluded to that somebody had attacked the shark in some way. Right, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that if this does well enough, and it's predicted to be about a 15 million opening weekend, I think That's it'll much, pick up. Yeah. Um, it was it was packed last night. <clears throat> well, I'm not surprised. It's, it's a good movie. I like to think off the back of my IGM review. It, it was... it was A 9 out of 10 is crazy, because it's throwing off what uh, you... You see, I from, like what was Foxcatcher for you, or like uh, a, an actual yeah. But movie. you can't compare movie to movie. If you're doing a sliding scale of of movies comparing, I know what you mean, and that you feel like the Shallows uh, set goals and and hit all those goals. Yeah, it, it's I'm not, I'm not shitting ambition. on Jaws, but it's kind of like out of on a scale of one to ten, how much did that entertain me? That was a nine. Okay, so I'm not saying that it's better than Jaws. But comparing it as a shark movie, I thought it was more intense and scarier I, I than Jaws. I in, in terms of that, because I give really good awards movies three stars on my blog, and then like yeah. a silly Fast and Furious movie three stars. Where can we find your blog, Jeff? Theinsnider.blogspot.com. Cool. And, and they don't get why, you know, how this kind of silly guilty pleasure can have the same star rating as a good movie. Yeah. But it's all about the ambitions and what they're going yeah, it's for. Yeah, like, it's not like a sliding scale of, oh, well, finding Dory's up here, so then yeah. the shallows will be down here. It's not that kind of thing. It's like, out of ten... I enjoyed that nine. Yeah. Or as okay. the Germans would say, I, nine. I liked it. I just did not like the ending. So for me, it yeah. was probably, you know, I, it was like a six and a half. For me, it lost it lost points on the fact that some of the moments with the whale felt, they, they just looked really CGI. And moments yeah. on the rock, it just felt like she was on a soundstage. And I was just, that that lost me there. But the rest of it, What's I really enjoyed. Steven Seagal? He, he... <laughs> Steven Seagal. I love the fact that a seagull now has its own IMDb entry. Again, I mentioned that in my review. Right. Um, yeah, to be honest with you, Seagull acted better than Steven Seagal. I knew that Seagull, actually. Sully. He, he, before he, he was famous. He shit on me when I was at a beach when I was a kid. Nice. Um, uh, I think he might be the same guy that stole my churro yeah. when I was in San Francisco. That's, <laughs> this fucking that's Sully. little motherfucker. I also saw the Neon Demon last night. Oh, how uh, was again, that? It, it's, um, it was... W- eminently watchable yeah but uh it wasn't very good okay. it ultimately led nowhere uh it, it led to a ridiculous place l fanning was actually quite good it's just another lesson case of style over substance yeah um i thought he could have said something really interesting and it's, instead he kind of makes a joke out of the whole thing at the end yeah. um but you know it's worth checking out i didn't think it was like 
maybe as bad as Only God Forgives, but it also didn't have the highs that Only God Forgives had. Okay, I, I, I mean, I, I liked Only God Forgives. So I was that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's have a look in the chat room. Let's have a look in the chat room. Um, uh, Gregory is asking, uh, was it better than Deep Blue Sea? Uh, it's different to Deep Blue Sea. Uh, would I say it's better? Oh, it's it's better in different ways. Yeah, it's a better movie. The deep, yeah. deep blue sea is. But it's, it, I mean, they both got silly. sharks in, but they're different movies. Um, Grambo nineteen fucking Jaws is a perfect movie. Please, Simon, please. Now, okay, let's get this straight. I am not saying that The Shallows is better than Jaws. It has a shark in it, and if you compare brutality, this is more brutal and shocking than Jaws. Yeah, brutal, I love brutal does Jaws, not better. but it's a different movie. You know, it's a different kind of film. Of course, these so, movies aren't even comparable. I don't know, yeah, so I mean, a shark in both of them. it's Big comparable deal. in the point that it has a shark in it, but that's about it. So when I compare it to Jaws, I'm not saying Jaws is a lesser film than The Shallows. I'm saying that I enjoyed The Shallows in a very different way to how I watched Jaws okay. and enjoyed Jaws. So yeah, um, uh, let's uh, talk about some rumors. Lovely. I want to skip to the rumor section. Okay, let's do it. So I may be unemployed, but I still hear things. Okay. Uh, and as like, such, do you these, see dead people? I do. I talk to them all the time. Um, so, with that in mind, uh, this is not necessarily re- reporting. This is this is not, a scoop? These are all scoops. You I'm going to drop just scoop. a whole bunch of fucking scoops right now. Um, <laughs> just to prove to you guys that I can still do it. Um, none of this is confirmed. All of it should be taken with a grain of salt. But here we go. Okay. The biggest is that it seems that Warner Brothers is courting Justin Lin of Star Trek Beyond Uh to direct Akira. Oh, the long-delayed project that once had... Akira does not have any cast attached at this time. Well, it did, though. It did, yeah, but but not anymore. um, Because Marco Ramirez, the Daredevil guy, uh, you know, just turned in his script, or he was hired, like, you know, last summer. So uh, maybe they've had it for a few months. But anyways, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is producing... Okay, Justin Lin. Uh, I think Star Trek Beyond. It Reeks. looks like it. I, I think it looks okay. I'm really actually. excited about that. Uh, obviously, he's had success with Fast, the Fast and Furious films. Yep. yep. Uh, the only real project on his development plate, as far as I can tell, that is something that is like really real, is Space Jam Two. And where is that film? Mm. That film is also at Warner Brothers. Mm. So maybe Warner Brothers is like, hey, maybe we put space jam 2 off if we want to get him on akira first maybe space jam 2 could, could could go before akira i don't know all i know is that warner brothers really seems to believe in justin lynn and he is the target yeah. to direct akira at this time um he's a good pair of hands i mean obviously he's asian akira based on an asian manga um you know i'd like to see some asian faces in this movie too yeah and you know because this is obviously a ripe target do you for, mean for asian faces like scarlett johansson <laughs> right exactly yeah. okay good was, that well-known asian actor well, yeah obviously yep. Uh, yep. ghost in the shell got a lot of flack for whitewashing sure. so maybe with justin lynn at the helm uh he will steer this in the right direction um again no word on whether justin lynn wants to do this movie but that is who warner brothers wants according to my peeps um elsewhere i've heard that bradley cooper has fallen out of max landis's deeper that uh, project where he's like an astronaut yeah. who has to go, you know, down to like the the lowest point of Earth or whatever. Yeah. Um, or we call it Transformers Five? I don't. Uh, who? What? The, the lowest point you can go. <laughs> oh, well, it's, it's funny that you actually mentioned that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, so so Bradley Cooper right here is going to leave Max Landis's deeper or has right. left it because of his commitment to A Star Is Born. Okay. He's directing and starring in A Star Is Born with Lady Gaga. Right. 
So he's directing. He's yes, he's gonna make his directorial debut with *A Star Is Born*. Jesus. So I hear he's out of *Deeper*, and the person that I hear is now circling *Deeper* at MGM yeah. is Mark Wahlberg. There you go, Marky Bring, Mark, bringing it back to *Transformers 5*. Is he going to include the Funky Bunch? The Funky Bunch will co-star. Okay, good. Um, elsewhere, I hear Sony. Now this was in the Sony leaks. Okay. No one really picked up on it, or, you know, a couple of sites did, uh, but it seems to be moving closer to fruition, because obviously there was a lot of stuff in those Sony emails yep. that never happened. Yep. Um, you know, it's just an email. We wish but that Annie was one of those things, but I sadly that, that Sony yeah. has its eye on shame screenwriter, Abby Morgan, okay. to write a Silver Sable movie. Okay. Uh, Silver Sable is a Marvel antihero associated with Spider-Man. She's yes. a mercenary who hunts war criminals and leads something called the Wild Pack. Okay. Um, so that sounds like a female Spider-Man movie. Not, not a female. A female superhero movie yep. with ties to the Spider-Man universe, which I, I think someone, uh, I think it was maybe Tom Rothman, just alluded to mm. in an interview with Tyler Reporter about growing the, the Spider-Man universe. Okay, here's a thing. Now, Give this, thing. this might be pure speculation. I did a piece with Eli Roth recently because Clown came out last week uh, in theaters and VOD. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, it's the number one horror film on iTunes. Which I is great. actually want to watch it. I'm you wait, should watch it. It's a, a girl it's, over, you know. And it's a great a movie. movie. You scare the shit it's, out it's of a her. Great, it's a nine yeah, out of it's ten like, for you. Well, you can watch that, or you can do me. Nine, so, nine out of ten, Simon. Which is more terrifying? I would give that a seven. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for entertainment I'm still value. getting a feel for your your rating system. Well, I just I just go with the flow. Um, but yeah, so I spoke to Eli Roth, and Eli Roth is talking to a studio about a comic book character that the studio did not know that they had the rights to, that he is interested in turning into a movie. So. Okay. Now, Eli Roth recently announced a new project with um, Jim Carrey and uh, one of my, actually genuinely in life, one of my best friends, a guy called John Croker. Um, uh, who is writing the screenplay for a new film. So he is looking to move into that big-budget arena. This Jim Carrey movie is going to be that kind of thing at DreamWorks. So this could be, potentially, a project that Eli Roth could be attached to. Now, that might be speculation. He just signed on to two projects this week. You did. Yeah, one of them is this film with Jim Carrey. Right. That my friend's writing, right. which I've sat on oh, for, right. like, six months, and I- it's been... I've been dying to talk about it. I'd heard about it too. I'd heard, yeah. I think I'd contacted right before, uh, you know, parting ways with the rap. I think I'd reached out to Jim's people. Yeah, and to, no, and to Eli's people. I remember talking to both their publicists. They I mean, had like, they had a real. Early, it was just over at Mandeville, right? With yeah. uh, Todd Lieberman. Yeah, yeah. Um, and actually, they they came over and they they were inking the deal um, around the Oscars because John came over and stayed with my wife and I in our apartment in in Hollywood, um, and he was going to meetings with Eli and various other people. So, um, but yeah, so this could be the project that Eli potentially could be interested in because it's a small character within the universe that studios perhaps potentially previously didn't know they had. So could we see this being the Eli Roth movie that he was talking about? I don't know. Maybe. Okay, I'm going to post a link to the Elon Roth interview All right. in the show notes. Uh, guys, keep it, yeah. keep it. Just putting that out there. All Pure right. speculation. That would sound like an Elon Roth movie. Kind of like Inglorious Bastards, but we'll see. spandex. I actually liked him on, on the Death Wish project. Oh, so I think that's a good that. fit. That's I still don't really know. You got to get rid of Bruce Willis. 
gotta get no, rid of Bruce Willis. No, you can't. No, come yes. on. Bruce Willis denotes B movie these days. I'm sorry. That's like uninviting an uncle to the wedding. You know the uncle that you yeah. never see, but kind of gives you fifty dollars whenever you see him. Much rather see a guy like Mark Ruffalo. Oh uh, yeah, you're in. Yep. Some, okay, just, I'm on board. Yeah, but no. I love Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis and I lost our hair together. <laughs> You know, I chart my hair loss with Bruce Willis's uh, filmography. I got, I got more. I okay. got more at my hey. sleep before we get to the news. And Do again, it. we only have about 17 minutes left in the show. Really? Uh, yeah, we got we to gotta wrap up around 10.40, 10.45. Sorry, I was late. Uh, no, it's all right. Watching um, my country. There's a, there's a couple right. more. I hear yeah. that Disney is looking to move on a movie called Sister Act 3. And that, and that it may look to its uh, in-house writers program to generate ideas for that. That's gonna... I don't think that Whoopi Goldberg would star. I think maybe, you know, she could be maybe the mother nun to a younger nun. I don't know. I'm having it's, none of it. It could be a relative of hers, another young young black girl. Yeah, no. Uh, no. I don't know. There, there, There's something... Everyone likes Sister Act, and there's something about a, a, a nun who sings. It's a musical... It's in line with the brand over there, and but we, we, those are the movies you have to start doing at Disney. Though, like the new, like a, a new Hocus Pocus and that uh, kind of stuff. Yeah, no, I'm not on board with that. Okay, I think we've seen that we've seen a string of sequels recently that have come many years after the original film. True. Some work, Finding Dory. Some don't. Independence Day Resurgence. Right. Let's just leave Sister Act. Because Sister Act 2 was not a great movie. Sister Act, I loved. Sister Act 2, not a great movie. I agree. It's been too long. Just stick it on Netflix. But it's it's the premise and and the, the you know, it's, um I'm trying to think. Plus, it's not an Independence Day where you're risking $150 million yeah. on this kind of movie. This is like a 30 to $50 million movie. Um, and Disney My can... Big Fat Wedding too. I don't know. I mean, you know, there are some movies like Queen of Cotway where, where Disney makes them because they want to reach a, a different kind of audience. Like, I don't think that they expect Queen of Codway to gross $100 million. Um, so, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I can I'm, s- I'm, I'm, yeah. I believe this, at the, at the very least. Okay, I believe the idea... League of Their Own 2. Uh, Gregory Hestead. League of Her Own 2. Sister Act 3, starring the nun from Conjuring 2. Uh, from Rich hey, Cruel hey, Sugar. Hey, good idea. I'm on board with that. I still have to see Conjuring 2. Yeah. Nah. I've got another another room. This is a big one. Okay. Now, this is, again, super early. This is something I was tracking for months. But, mm. you know, I, I was just, I've been sitting on a lot of stories, and you start to see them trickle out in the trades, mm-hmm. and there's, like, nothing you can even do. Mm. Um Because uh, you, you don't even have an email address for, for people to contact you at. So, uh, I'm just going to throw this out there. This is super early. But I have heard that uh, rapper Kendrick Lamar mm. is being sought for uh, one of the young leads in John Ridley's L.A. Riots movie over at Broad Green. That Kendrick Lamar is interesting casting. Is a really talented guy, yeah. uh, wildly creative, and a I nice think, guy. I think you know you've seen a lot of rappers move into movies, whether mm-hmm. it's Eminem or Fifty Cent or whoever. I think he is high on people's lists. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that just may be the project. I mean, John Ridley, you know, won an Oscar for 12 Years a Slave. He's sure. got American Crime. Very well respected. And that story is obviously super interesting. We'll see uh, if Kendrick Lamar ends up being involved in that one. Mm. Um, you know, that'll that'll probably do it. I've got a few others, but we don't need to unload all at once. Okay. I don't want to have uh, get too many angry phone calls. There's a ton of other stuff to talk about. Um, and uh, including, you know, before we get to the news. Yeah. 
uh, and talk about some stuff like The Rock as the Wolfman and uh, whatnot. Anton Yelkin. Yeah. Fucking tragic. Such. Can you such believe a this story? Thing. I can't believe it. It's insane. Yeah. No, I was I was coming back from the farmer's market in Hollywood on Sunday, and my wife told me, she doesn't really follow that kind of thing, and she told me when we were driving, and I, it just seemed unbelievable. It's such a massive loss. I interviewed him many, many times over the years for good films and bad films. So the likes of Charlie Bartlett. Um, also the likes of uh, Fright Night, uh, the Star Trek, both the Star Trek movies. Um, and he was just such a nice guy. And he was on the verge of breaking through in a, in a serious way because he's a, he was a great actor. You know, he was a really nice guy. He had natural talent, but he wasn't like, I'm a star. And it was such... It's one of those things that happens. And you're like, oh, to him... It's just the way the. I mean, listen. It was. Ter- it's terrible when we lost Heath Ledger. Yeah. Uh, it's terrible when we lost River Phoenix. Um, but you know, but both, you, both you, of those were drug related deaths. Yeah. Even you, the sleeping pills, which yeah. you know I know is not her- a heroin overdose. Yeah. Um, this was a fucking freak accident. I, I just can't. Uh, what a way to go. Yeah. Um, he was wild. I thought he was so talented. He was just fucking interesting. Yeah. Mainly because. I, we, I could relate to him. Maybe you could too. Yeah. Because you and I are not. We don't look like Chris Hemsworth. What? You know. <laughs> Hang on. Like, I, shit. I, I, what? Really? <laughs> Can I borrow your mirror? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, he was a, he he was a guy who got the girl. Um, yeah. But he was relatable. Just his sense of humor. Something like burying the ex. Um, Great where, movie. Where, where he got my my dream girl, Alexander Daddario. <laughs> She's quite but, attractive. Um, I, I interviewed Anton. For that film uh, and for House of D when he was just 15 years old, yeah, I think we'd had a couple of other interactions as well. And uh, just always really sweet, really was a film buff, mm. um, cared about the work, but didn't take himself too seriously. I Like, I just, yeah, I liked him. There was no, like, pretense about him, But so also in, in Star Trek Beyond, he, obviously, in, in this movie, he gets the chance to really, and this is something I, I was... Have uh, you seen uh, it? Uh, I haven't seen it. Okay. I was at the the, okay. the Star Trek event at Paramount a couple of weeks ago, um, and uh, Chris Pine was talking about the fact that this is really where he comes to the fore because the group that gets split up on this planet, and you know certain people are paired with certain key cast members, and Anton Yelchin, who they refer to as Little Anton, um, because he was quite short and he's twenty seven. Compared to the rest guy. of the cast, he was a uh, you know a bit of a chicken. Um, and so, so he was like, "This is really where he comes alive," and they loved him. And they had they all the cast came alive when they talked about Anton. Mm-hmm. And it's just this was going to be the film that would move him from C list. I think that's fair as as actor. I don't think he was C list. Potentially he's a, B. He's a lead. He's, he, he's he's always had the potential to be a lead, but I think in Hollywood, I mean, he's not seen as a as an A list movie no, carrier. He's not fucking Johnny so Depp or Brad Pitt. He's but... the he was the dependable top C low B. And this was going to put him to, to get B. into B or C. I think he was a lead in indie movies. He, yes, he could be your leading man in an indie. Well, I mean, movie. if you look at him in Green Room, he was great. He was superb in that. Yeah. If you look at him in even in studio films like Fright Night, he yeah. he was way above um, Christopher Mintz Plas and David Tennant in mm-hmm. that film. Um, and so he was just about to go that level right, where I it's see. like who can we sign we can sign anton yelchin it's just it was a it was, and a, it was a big just loss. such a shame it's a massive loss big loss and i hope that uh, somebody holds that uh, car company is a jeep yeah I, that I was just, a car that was on recall 
Yeah, I, I, I hope someone find you know holds them responsible. It's just, it's one of those things that happens where you're just like, oh man, yeah, it I, was. You know, Murphy's Law, it was Sod's Law, it was just a terrible thing. I hear you. So, R.I.P. Um, Anton Yelkin. Yeah, a uh, massive and, loss. Know, we have a few more projects coming out with him, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Tough to calculate that one. Um, all right. We'll do the news for, we got about 10 sure. minutes, so let's hit the big stories. Cool. Uh, Deadline did a story about The Rock producing some Shaolin thing, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Not important. Uh, what was in that story, though, yeah. was a rumor that Universal wants The Rock to play the Wolfman in its. Classic monster movie monster universe. Okay, what do you think of that idea? I well, I mean, of... he's in everything else. Yeah. So, yeah, fuck it. I think he'd be good. I think he'd be good as the Wolfman. Um, but I'm just getting a little bit. I love The Rock. I'm just getting a bit tired of seeing The Rock. I don't like him I, in I, Central I mean, Intelligence. I, I actually I liked Kevin Hart more. Yeah. yeah. Like. Yeah. I mean, that film. I, I thought it was okay. Um, I, I actually, yeah. uh, it was, I saw it when I was home in Boston. It was like a guilty pleasure. Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, yeah, I'm fine with him being the Wolfman. I think that'd be a good addition. And if you've got, obviously, you've got Russell Crowe, you've got Tom Cruise, and you've got Dwayne Johnson. That that's a movie that you have to see. Surely, I mean, it, it couldn't be more mainstream. But it's going to be. A I film think it'd be that's good because it would actually give him something to play. There, there's actual kind of an emotion uh to the wolfman there's yeah. a story there i mean we haven't seen him act act for quite a while so sure uh, and, and and you know who knows what the direction that that this universe is going mm. if he'll get that kind of chance or if it's just you know a, a big action to do but uh i don't know i i could i could see it yeah there if there were its choices yeah i don't know would you rather see like a regular type guy turn into the wolfman i, I mean i I think you can have too many too many stars can spoil the broth. I see what you mean. I would like to see someone in that mix that was not already. A, a Maybe they'll do it with the Invisible Man. Maybe they could. Uh, because it'll be very interesting to see if Johnny Depp sticks around. That can project. we bring Kevin Bacon back as the yeah. Invisible Man? <laughs> as Hollow Man, because I loved him in Hollow Man. Run I, I love that movie. Women. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I think I'll tell you what. I tell you what. I'd like to see as the Invisible Man. Rob Lowe. I know it's a random choice, mm-hmm. but of 80s actors who deserve to get a big screen comeback, we've had Danny Jr. I would love to see Rob Lowe <laughs> doing that. Come on, he'd be amazing. Um, He's a dashing gentleman. The the Rock as the Wolfman is intriguing, but you know who else um, I could see him as? Because the universe is definitely getting one of these movies. Someone else is saying Van... Tom Hardy would have been good for the Wolfman. Yeah, he would yeah. have. Van, uh, Van Helsing. The Rock could have made a cool yeah. Van Helsing. They're definitely going to end up doing a, another Van Helsing movie. Oh, of course they are. As part of that universe. I quite like the, the, the Hugh Jackman one. Anyways, we'll move on from Universal. Okay. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Everyone's, like, giving this movie shit for casting actors. That, really? That's who is in movies. They're like, oh, another announcement. My God. Like, well, yeah. Oh, look at you filling the cast. They're, they're casting the film. That's yeah. what happens. Uh, super diverse movie. Yeah. This is going to be the most diverse superhero movie ever because it's going to beat... Black Panther to the theaters, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's coming out next this summer. Is, I mean, this, these are just from the new people. Yeah. Uh, Bokeem Woodbine, who mm-hmm. I loved on Fargo. Yep. He's going to be a villain. Hannibal Burris. Yep. Logan, uh, Logan Marshall Green, obviously a white guy. Abraham Atta mm-hmm. uh, from Beasts of No Nation. Donald Glover. Mm-hmm. Michael Mando. Mm-hmm. J.J. Toda, who I thought was hilarious as the little uh, 
flamboyant kid and other people, which still, I don't even know if that's been picked up or has a release date yet, but, um, hell of a cast. Yeah. I mean, they're all pretty interesting names, people I want to see, uh, in a comic book movie. Here's hoping it doesn't get over stuff with villains. Yeah. That seems to be the, the fear. Well, they're still, I mean, they're still focusing on, on Michael Keaton as the villain. So maybe they're going to keep it down he is, to just the one. He is, but Logan Marshall Green and Bokeem Woodbine are also playing villains. You know, maybe secondary or third villains, but... Yeah. See, I think that would set it up not... I mean, they, they could be brought in at a late stage as into set up a sequel. It's all about the balance. Which might work. I mean, a lot of comic book movies, they stuff these villains in, and, and they're all, none of them are that interesting. Well, we but saw that with The Amazing see... Spider-Man 2. We saw right. it with Spider-Man 3. But then look at something like Batman Returns, where it's like the Catwoman and, and, and Penguin are yeah. both very distinct. And then you have, uh, as a tertiary villain, Christopher Walken. Um, so each character kind of gets the perfect amount of screen time. Yeah. Uh, and if they, if someone could crack that code again, you know, I'm all for having three villains, but it is uh, it is a bit of a red flag. Yeah. Um, but again, that's that's Marvel. That is Marvel's creative direction. It's not like this is the Sony mm. approach. Uh, Marvel's running point. So I don't know. Um, what else? Uh, what did you? By the way, did you look at the? Okay, wait. Let's talk about Ghostbusters for a little bit. Okay. Ghostbusters. Did you listen to that theme song? Yeah. Wow. Terrible. Wow. Yeah. Who at Sony is listening to this and being like, you guys, you've nailed it. You see, I like Fallout Boy, and I like Missy Elliott. You're crazy. Can but you continue. it doesn't mean you have to put the two together. It's like, I like driving. Take Missy Elliott out of that song. It's still a, f- a terrible It's terrible. Fallout. It's not a Take good... Take Fallout Boy out and just you have see, Missy I... Elliott rapping about ghosts breaking I... into her... <laughs> I know it's on the soundtrack, but I had heard that Pentatonix were going to be doing the theme tune, and I was like, okay. I'm okay with that. Uh, but I heard this this week, and it was just... It was not good. It was not... It's, it was it's up there with one of the worst... And I'm a big supporter of the Ghostbusters movie. It was one of the worst theme songs for any film total that joke. I've ever they heard. Should, it was They should terrible. throw away the master tape. Uh, meanwhile, the film is tracking to open at 40 to 50 million, according yep. to THR. I think that that's probably a little low just because it's three weeks out and tracking will eventually pick up yep um but still i mean you'd think that you would like to break 70 i don't know if it will i'm i'm an expensive movie you're at 155 roughly i'm predicting about 60 65 and i think it's going to have about a 30 percent to 40 percent drop in the second week 30 to that's no it's going to have a big drop you a... see, I think word of mouth is because uh, I've, I've got friends that have read the script and have seen the film. Okay, and they say that it's actually it's it's a good film. It's a good movie. Okay, so I think I want it to be word of mouth is going to be quite strong. So I think we're going to see you know forty percent, thirty, forty percent drop in the second week. Thirty percent is not happening. Um, it would be lucky to have a fifty percent drop. I think. Okay, uh, but still a little low. We'll see how it travels. It, if it travels overseas yeah. well, um, yeah, that, mo- that movie could be in trouble. Uh, we got Dylan, uh, uh, Dylan saying Ghostbusters forty million opening, then a sixty percent drop. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, the drops for these movies are, are huge. Yeah, I mean we're, we're seeing a lot of that at the moment. Uh, we uh, Grambo nineteen is saying I'm still going eighty million for Ghostbusters. I think that's a little high. Me too. Um, and uh, we had someone just. Uh, 
calling me an asshole on chat. Yeah. Which is we, nice. we have about two well to seven minutes left, so unfortunately, no time to uh, discuss calls. what's going on yeah. in, the, in the YouTube world over there. Uh, John John Boyega, yes, is going to star in Catherine Bigelow's Detroit Riots movie. Genuinely pleased with that That's because super interesting. He's doing quite a lot of franchise stuff. Oh, yep. he's lined up to do franchise, and this will be him breaking out his acting muscles with a capital A. Yep, which I think is good. Uh, I just um, I really like that pairing. Mm. Uh, same she's as a that. great director. She's she's wonderful. really good. Um, I like Kate Winslet doing Woody Allen. Woody Allen's next. You movie. see, I've got a love hate relationship with Woody Allen. Yeah, me too. Everybody does. I mean, so half his movies are terrible. But I think part of the thing is, even with a bad movie or an average movie, is if the cast is there, it makes it watchable. True. So. I'm okay with that. I just want I want to hear I his dialogue her. coming out of her mouth. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Sorkin sounded wonderful and, mm. and Steve Jobs with her. Um, elsewhere, uh, let's see. Did you did you do the the Independence Day website? By the way, no. Did you type in your address. No, life's too it short. It wasn't even fun. It wasn't even fun. It was fucking stupid. Uh, Darth Vader's going to be in Star Wars. That's kind of a no brainer. We'd all heard about that for months. Right? Yeah. Dave Prowse on Twitter was going like Darth who. Because obviously he's fallen out with oh. the whole George Lucas camp, but yeah, I mean, I, I, that's kind of. I think we knew that that was going to happen. I think we're going to see a lot of characters coming back in these prequels, where or, or side projects where they are going to connect to the main franchise. So and Forrest Whitaker's playing a character from Clone Wars. Is that yeah. right? Did you watch Clone Wars? No. Yeah, I don't know. Life's too short, and I, I have a wife. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so life's I, not too short though for Brian Cranston to sign yeah. on for Power Rangers. Yeah, I mean... playing the floating head. I'm weirdly... I mean, I'm not a Power Rangers fan, but I'm weirdly excited about that film. I... I, Because the cast that they've created... I'm actually... I'm actually... That could be good fun. What cast that they've created? It's Elizabeth Uh, Banks. Elizabeth Banks. Five people you never heard of. Brian Cranston. (laughs) Come on. I mean, Brian Cranston as the face that's in A Shaft of Light... I actually, you know, he's going to take the piss he, with that if role. If he was actually in the movie, I would be like, "What are you doing, Brian Cranston?" It's only because he he's would playing be a floating hologram head or something. He that would be I, the coke dealing Power Ranger. Actually, did, did you guys know he played a voice of one of the monsters on the old? TV right, show? that's and right, that's what that's what really? I, thought. I thought he already yeah. had ties to Power Rangers, so you know, maybe he's he's throwing them a bone. Um, either way, he is not. He's someone who has not really taken off on the big screen yet. Yeah. Um. I don't think this is going to help his case. I am excited for the Infiltrator this summer, okay. uh, which I actually think looks good. Yeah, uh, but yeah, another, just like for a guy who I think probably regretted his involvement in the Total Recall reboot, uh, this that seems was like a bad a, film. This seems like a strange choice. That's a film that I've revisited a couple of times, and I don't see any redeeming features in that. Yeah, at all. Terminated Salvation, again, an Anton Yelchin film, um, I watched again recently, and I was uh-huh. actually like, you know what? That doesn't suck as much as I thought it did. But, yeah, no. Spielberg producing a Walter Cronkite movie. Yeah. Do you, do you have a choice for Walter Cronkite? I don't. I, I actually thought Brian Cranston. <laughs> there you go. Because the, the minute bad. I saw that, I was like, actually, that would work quite well. Not bad. I think better than Tom Hanks did for Walt Disney. I just think he'd fit it really nicely. Speaking of fitting in nicely, Helen Hello. Mirren has joined the cast of Fast 8. Yes. Touched on that last week. Yeah. Can't get enough Helen Mirren. Yeah. She's in her 70s, but I totally still would. <laughs> She's a sexy septuagenarian. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm indifferent on that one. Uh, really? Leonard Skinner is... There's going to be a Leonard Skinner movie. That's another uh, yeah, one. Yeah, not excited about that. No. No. Uh, <laughs> Tom Hardy's playing a war photographer. Yes. For working title. That sounds 
interesting. He could do it well. I'm just worried that they might turn that into an action movie yeah, rather than really a, effectively well. a biopic. War photographers. There seems like a bunch of like war photographer movies in development. Yeah, I just don't know how interesting any of them. Well, uh, Jake Jake Hall's doing the 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 story over at Bold Films about. I got it in. Uh, uh, that, that he's doing um, the biopic um, and the documentary to do with a war photographer. Yeah, and so Jennifer Lawrence I think, is supposed to play one. Yeah. Uh, there was Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Was she, was she, she wasn't a war photographer, no, she was a journalist. Anyways. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, I think he'll be good at that, but I don't think the appetite is wet of the audiences for... Did you see Ben Affleck films. on Bill Simmons' show? No. Oh, man. that That is a must-watch interview. That is, I mean, he, he goes on, like, a rant about Deflategate, which, and, and, it, and it's like, it's totally, like, there's no publicist parsing his words here. Uh, it really does feel like a bar chat with Ben Affleck, mm. um, and he got fucking into it. His his face, as others have noted, though, something's up with Affleck's face, man. He got some filler. Do you think uh, so? He looked, oh, it's not a matter of think. Uh, <laughs> he looked different. You have to check out this interview. Um, we have like two minutes left in the show. I wanted to talk about a few trailers, as I had promised on uh, Twitter earlier. Yes. You haven't seen any of these. No. Um, I some... tend to avoid trailers where I can, oh, I because them. I just think... There's too much stuff put in trailers these days, but go ahead. Okay, a bunch of great trailers hit. Mm-hmm. The best trailer I saw this week, American Honey. Okay. The A24 uh, Andrea Arnold movie starring Shia LaBeouf. Yep. Fantastic trailer. Uh, got me super excited for that. Gleason, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Steve Gleason? Yeah, yeah. That trailer made me cry. I've watched it like six times. It makes me cry each time. I don't know if it's the Pearl Jam song. Uh, by the way, the, the music in American Honey I downloaded on, on the ride up here. Okay. Music is so key key to selling these trailers. Yeah. Uh, anyways, those two were fantastic kicks. This very small little indie movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantastic, as was Morris from America. Both of those featured young black boys as the leads. Okay. Um, and then there was, and the, you know, The Fits came out earlier this month. Yeah, yeah. Just a lot of uh, interesting movies with, with young uh, black leads. Yeah. I would just like to see them, you know, go on to have To careers. do something rather than... Yeah. Um, Pete's Dragon, finally. This trailer, too, got me excited for it, finally. Yeah. Did you see that? You didn't, you didn't see the new trailer? No. I, I watched the initial one um, when that came out. I wasn't excited initially. No, I was now not excited. You see, also BFG, which comes out very soon. Not excited. Not excited. No. Uh, that's been a tricky one. And then finally, the, the Lovers and the Despot. That, yeah. That trailer is uh, terrific. Mm. I've seen a, um, lot of, a lot of talk about that on social media. Yeah. Like, you know, Moana didn't really do it for me. Uh, Inferno, what? Yeah. Is the Rock in that? <laughs> he is. Okay, cool. Uh, Inferno looked <gasps> better than the last Dan Brown movie. Yeah, but that's like saying, would you rather be punched in the dick or punched in the face? You know, it's like it's a Dan Brown book movie. I'm, I'm, it's ho- n- I'm holding out some kind of hope. I'm not. Jack Reacher, did you see that one? Yes, that looks Tom good. Cruise, dude. Tommy. I love Tom Cruise. Tommy's Come back. on, he's a badass. Yeah. Uh, in the Birth of a Nation trailer. Um, I prefer the first one with mm. Strange Fruit uh, as opposed to this kind of poppy Rise Up song that they yeah. had uh, in it. Um, so, yeah, that kind of did it. We, we, we ran down rumors. We ran down the big news of the week, yeah. trailers, movies we've seen. So what's out this week? We've got uh, Independence Day, Day, The Shallows, Neon Demon. I didn't see Free State of Jones. I've seen good? Free State of Jones. I, I enjoyed it. It's not getting great reviews, but I did enjoy it. Um, it's not an easy watch, and I don't know why they released it in the summer because it's yeah. going to get trampled. Um, but it's 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 an interesting movie. I, I enjoyed it. I took okay. stuff away from it. Listen, I'm unemployed. Maybe I'll, I'll find some time to uh, 
to check it out. Um, that'll probably do it for our yeah. show this week. I'm sorry it was, we had to cut short. It's a little abbreviated. Um, uh, I am going to be on the Schmodown later today, taking oh. on Sam Levine of Freaks and Geeks and Inglorious Bastards fame. So be yeah. sure to check that out over on Collider Video. Uh, you've been, you know, thank you to the Popcorn Talk Network. We're, we've, we're coming up on two years doing the show. Really? Uh, you know, make sure to, to like them and rate, comment, subscribe on all our stuff. And tell your friends as well. Get them to watch it. You can find me on Twitter at the Insnider. Job offers are welcome, Simon. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ShowbizSimon, Instagram at ShowbizSimon, and on Facebook, this is Simon Thompson. Guys, you just met the movie press. I'm back. I'm tan. I'm beautiful. Have a great weekend. <laughs> From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.